0: Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of Trash Future, the podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, the traitor Riley Quinn has been exiled for his innumerable crimes, uh, for knowing too much about mm. wine, knowing too much about clubs, Soviet behavior, anti-Soviet behaviour, and just generally being a bit too fancy. Um, and so now, from the Presidential Palace, uh, I, you know, I am I am in command here now, with my-
1: Presidential Alice yeah. in the Presidential <laughs>
0: Palace. <laughs> with my hunter here, uh, General Nate Bethe.
2: Hello, I'm here. I'm wearing, for some reason I'm wearing a beret indoors in a very strange camo pattern. (laughs) My name tapes are bright red, but they've forgotten to take off the generic city skyline of the newscast, so it just looks very confusing. General Milo Edwards?
1: Hello, yes. I'm actually wearing a tunic comprised entirely of medals,
3: onto which tiny little uniform shirts
0: have been pinned. (laughs) General Hussain Kasvani?
3: Oh, hi. Uh, I'm I'm wearing... I am wearing, like, military uniform, but it's from the anime um, Revolutionary Girl, Yusena. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, of course, am oh. Alice
0: Caldwell-Kelly. I am wearing an outfit primarily comprised of Dior belts. Um, and we're here to, like... Overthrow the rule of Riley being boring and being like, no, you can't do fun stuff. You've got to like talk about communism. No, Mm. no.
1: That's not what a microclub is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've got to get
2: the vet monster. See we we could talk we could talk about the finer points of socialism and avoiding Passockification pacific, pa- in European social democrat parties or we can talk about whether cat girls are an infantry or an armor <laughs> element All right? i know which
3: side i want to be on that's exactly right the 29th armored femboy division hell on heels <laughs> i'm just very happy that like we don't have to read notes like, yes we're off the car there having- were
2: no notes i insisted there would be no <laughs> they not were
3: fucking rules. not a single fucking it's note like- was written or read it's like it. when you're in school and like your teacher's gone on holiday and you just get like a, uh, when you get like for redos, DOS, like a. Uh, yeah. Uh, Did Riley leave who'd... any work
0: for us to do? No. No,
3: no, he didn't. No. 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 And much like the
2: supply teacher that you liked the most, I came in, I wheeled out the fucking VCR and TV cart, <laughs> and I made you watch the 1995 classic Johnny Mnemonic. Actually, no, the truth is, we don't even have
1: a supply teacher. We're such an unruly class. We've just been left to our own <laughs> yes. devices. Like, no supply teacher has the balls. Like, Riley couldn't even show. Ship in like Andrew Law or someone To try and wrest control of us
2: Oh, oh, Good morning, have you all read the notes? (laughs) (laughs) So The Johnny Mnemonic Wikipedia page is locked Probably for a reason Already (laughs) off to a perfect Uh, start And I feel like it's important that I should specify That the reason why I wanted us to watch this film where there were two main reasons, number one Because it inadvertently Predicts a lot of the Crises of the modern era uh, its mm-hmm. depiction of 2021 in some ways is not that far off what we're suffering through in 2020. Yeah, it's weird how it has a whole bit about J.K. Rowling becoming a turf <laughs> <laughs> with some huge fucking asterisks next to it, in which I will introduce some uh, some some caveats to that. However. However, the other reason I wanted to bring it on was because it was my favorite movie when I was in fifth grade, which in America is the year you turn 11. Now, why was an 11-year-old boy allowed to watch an R-rated movie? I think my parents had just basically given up at that point. However, this movie, nothing could be more 11-year-old boy than a movie about a fucking cool, badass, cyberpunk courier with a hard drive in his brain who has to fight off an evil corporate army that's inflicting a d- pandemic on the world solely for stock prices with the help of ice Tea in Dreadlocks, a girl with the shakes who basically looks like she's an extra from Kids, uh, <laughs> a dolphin in a tank that's a cyborg. Yeah. And, uh, I, right. did I miss anybody? Um, I mean, there's, there's some other folks. Oh, Lindgren, Henry Rollins apparently. driving a fucking grim, dark <laughs> Winnebago. <Yes>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie feels very much like it was drawn in the back of an exercise book, if that makes sense.
2: Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like, like an 11-year-old boy being like, I'm going to write a story about the Yakuza and
0: something. And then, <laughs> and then there's guns. The, the guns come out of the guns, and the guns come out of his hand. And he has knives, and the knives explode. A guy has a laser that he cuts people's
2: heads off, but he pulls it out with his fingernail because it's connected to his fingernail because his finger's a laser. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Now, this uh, is, that's these are all my things works. that actually happen in the film. So what I wanted to do was to summarize the plot very briefly, and then we're going to give our professional, restrained, uh, you know, credible opinion on what we feel about this.
0: Yeah, we, we are going to do a cinematic roundtable critique of 1995's Johnny Mnemonic. Directed by... Robert Longo, which blew my fucking mind Because if you know anything about Robert Longo
2: You probably know him as a visual artist Uh,
0: Sometimes sometimes excellent Sometimes very much not and that's yeah. what this film is, visual, visual art. art.
2: I mean, he he made he a series of pencil illustrations in the 80s that were so famous that they were they were both name-checked in American Psycho as well as referenced as in an homage on the cover of an LCD sound system yeah. album. To give you some idea of how entrenched yeah, in yeah, sort yeah. of hipsterdom, he, he, he kind of uh, like
0: he was so trite by the time this was made in 1995 that people were calling him Robert long ago, which is kind of brutal. Um yeah, that sucks. Damn. He, he kind of bounced back since then. Like he's still working. He's still doing. Uh, f- like these.
1: i bounce back. People bounce back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Paris, well, I feel like there's an extent to which, if you were cool in New York in the '70s and '80s, you and you just just didn't die of heroin or AIDS, you could basically be cool again by 2010 because Supreme exists <laughs> yes. now. And so, like, everyone's just like, it was so badass. Anybody who was verifiably around back then and is still alive, like can just be famous again just because they didn't leave yeah. new york like nan golden i mean look at some of the stuff that went on with um i mean he's dead obviously but like the extent to which keith haring became you know, massively more popular in the modern day, even than he was in the 80s and 90s when he was yeah, really popular. Yeah, so, something that so, Longo
0: has in common with both of those is that his art for better and worse is we live in a society. Like, it's yes. gigantic, like, black-painted American flags kind of thing.
2: You will recognize it 100%. If you know Robert Longo's work at all, you will recognize it the same way you will recognize it. Like, oh, unhappy people who look like they drink too much and are going to die? Nan Golden. <laughs> oh, line art of dicks? Keith Haring. So here's the thing, right? This film is about in 2021. Uh, there's a title card at the beginning that tells us the With scenario. This a cool laser by very one. long title yeah, card. Yeah, as well. it is. Oh, I,
0: I have the title card verbatim. If uh, oh hell yeah, read okay, it. let me let me pull this up here. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, throw this up, <laughs> throw this up on the screen. Okay, second decade of the 21st century, corporations rule, and you can just check off the things that came to right, so it. Like, yep, the world is threatened by a new plague. <laughs> Yep. N.A.S. Nerve Attenuation Syndrome. Fatal-
1: Where your nerves get really yeah, thin. Fatal,
0: epidemic, its cause and cure are unknown. The corporations are opposed by the low-techs, a resistance movement risen from the streets, hackers, data pirates, guerrilla fighters, in the Info Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I laughed my ass there off when I saw that. <laughs>
2: I absolutely did I'm not gonna the lie. You're putting Darth attenuation game. Syndrome in the yeah. water.
0: <laughs> the corporations defend themselves. They hire the, the they hire the yakuza, the most powerful of all crime syndicates. <laughs> <laughs> they sheath right. their data Very in true. black ice, even more powerful than Dave
1: Courtney's yeah. cyborg slags. Lethal
0: viruses <laughs> waiting to burn the brains of intruders. But the low-techs wait in their strongholds, uh, this is a long-ass thing, in the old city cores like rats in the walls of the world. The most valuable information Mm. must sometimes be entrusted to mnemonic couriers, elite agents who smuggle data in wet-wired brain implants. And then, it cuts to the best location title I have ever seen in a movie, where it says Internet. 2021
2: <laughs> when I, yeah, I'm so glad you made a note of that Because when I saw that I, There are so many things that blew my mind Because I hadn't seen this film in 25 years That I, I, I forgot to make a note But when I saw just internet, internet. I was just like yes, yes The inside yeah. of the internet Where?
0: looks like The cover of a 90s high school textbook About geometry
2: yeah, absolutely. Like, basically, mm. the, the inside of the internet is shapes. Echo the Dolphin meets a Lisa Frank folder cover. Cool that, that weird,
0: uh, like, um checkered-colored ball you use to test UV lighting textures. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, long story short, the Johnny mnemonic basically wakes up, uh, receives a mission to go to central Beijing from his handler, R- Ralphie. Who is
0: a indistinctly European? He man. takes this mission, by the way, in the shitty motel. Uh, instead of having like a phone or something, everything is done through his his like motel TV. So he's just like clicking through on this remote control, uh, trying to get like a better offer to like do data heists or whatever.
1: It's, it's, also, it's, I was insisting on imagining Ralphie as Ralph Cifaretto. Throughout <laughs> like, that's just, well, he was cyborg Ralph Cifaretto.
2: So Johnny has he's gotten an upgrade to increase his memory capacity for storage, uh, doubling his current capacity from an unthinkable 80 gigabytes to an absolutely imponderable 160 <laughs> gigabytes, an amount mm. no one has ever been able to conceive of. However, yes. he goes to Beijing, to central Beijing,
1: now this is my favorite location card of the entire movie because it says like it's a, it, he's like I've got to go to Central Beijing and then the title card comes up and says Central, Central Beijing <laughs> and then it pans to and then it pans to a building that on it just says Beijing also,
0: this, is, this is not entirely correct Regina. right there's a second before that before it says Central Beijing where it, it like inexplicably decides to bring the opening titles back the credit and so it cuts to Beijing and the first text you see is not Beijing but Ice tea. Oh, yeah, that's you right. You just get this shot of Beijing. Uh, and It's like, iced tea, China.
2: There's, uh, there's also people protesting with signs, which makes sense they'd be in Chinese. But one of them says, stop NAS now, because obviously they, you need to understand why they're protesting. They're all protesting wearing masks, which seems hyper foreign in the context of 1995. And now is just our daily yeah, getting reality. beaten up by riot uh, cops. cops.
0: Very normal. Yeah,
1: extremely.
2: i mm, yeah. so basically love to go out and protest against the virus. Yeah, exactly. I think you do well, I guess uh we later discover why the virus is being caused and it's hilarious. But Johnny accepts a mission. The people are apparently are really skittish and nervous because they've never done they're this before. Trans- they're huge nerds, scientist nerds. Just like I need to upload I need to
0: you just store way huge amounts of data. Three hundred and twenty gigabytes of data about how to look at boobs because I'm a nerd. Aww.
2: It's something called a hentai. You don't need
4: to
0: understand it. Just put
1: it in your brain.
2: So, so basically, he he uh, he, he he has to upload it, which is a bizarre process that involves a mini disc player and some other things and a cable to the jack in his brain. And they basically they encode it and have like a password by basically taking random TV frames. Uh, so that he basically they'll be seared into his memory and when he sees those images in sequence again he'll be able to download the information when he gets to where he's going which is Newark however <laughs> the place they're in gets raided uh by assassins um they kill the scientists Johnny is able to escape uh hilariously in the shootout uh they destroy some of the, they basically stop the facts of the
1: yeah, he, the, the <laughs> images they
0: fax the images to Newark which rules <laughs>
1: Yeah, because it, it's, the, it's the future, and people can store 320 gigabytes of information in a wet-wired implant in their brain, but everyone is still communicating by fax. ATT and
0: t physical fax machine that they feed this shit into, yes.
1: Uh, you got to put it in the Amstrad emailer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in a way, I feel like Hussein would probably be a, a, a person to ask about this. Do, before I continue on the plot, do you feel as though there was a sort of almost Evangelion style to this where it's like we've envisioned the future this is what the 2020s look like from 1995 so like high tech shit
3: but like there's no such thing as Wi-Fi. yeah kind of I mean like the thing that I always like about Evangelion is like the fact that even though you have this like super high tech city um, which is like constantly being destroyed like you have to plug like physically plug the Evangelions in to like charge them during battles i find that yeah. incredibly funny i they're not wireless they're not they're not wireless i feel like this was also another thing like of all the kind of like 90 cyberpunk movies they didn't kind of envision the world that could like be free of wires um so you know the, the cyberpunk aesthetic is just basically filled with like the idea of connectivity so
1: they had mobile phones then
2: yeah, They had also, wireless communication had technology. Flat, <laughs> flat screen television and HDTV was not yeah. only already available in 1995, but it actually was on the consumer market in Japan already. So the fact that it's 2021 and everything is a cathode ray tube TV makes me laugh as well. Just, yeah. they're, However, they're all just
0: trads.
3: We have to go back. We do. This is what we lost. I guess it, was always, so, it was always this idea that like, they wanted to emphasize the idea of connectivity and everyone being connected. So they had to like use wires as like a physical way of like representing that.
1: Yeah, this film yeah. was actually a big ad spot
2: for the Carphone Warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we move on, the, Johnny is able to escape, although they have compromised the facts of the images that would be the, like the decryption key. He escapes the hotel by somehow dressing up by what I would describe
0: as like a... <laughs> 15th century florentine <laughs> painter uh he just he just has like a uh, fold-out disguise that is just like a big floppy hat a long wig Ozzy osborne sunglasses and then like a long coat yeah. a purple frock and
1: a purple beret that's how you blend in in central beijing <laughs> beijing
2: china iced tea <laughs> <laughs> so as they continue johnny gets to newark he is taking another amazing location for
1: this film just like okay like beijing i can sort of see yeah that's kind of that might be like a huge hub city in the future and then like newark they're like hey oh the fucking guy with a fucking (laughs) date over here city of
0: hoboken
2: (laughs) yeah exactly which i mean to be to be fair newark does have some like corporate headquarters that received huge tax incentives from the state of New Jersey to place them there instead of in New York City, because it's literally right across the water from New York City.
1: The Esplanade deal.
2: Famously, there's, a, there's an anecdote that Robert Rauschenberg, when he came to America, he got off the train in New York because he didn't speak English and he thought they said New York. And it took him like two weeks to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this place? <laughs> Before he
1: finally <laughs> asked somebody. New York fucking sucks. Yeah?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, they uh, in Newark. He's set up, and it turns out that uh, the same assassins who were trying to kill him in Beijing are there waiting for him, and they're going to cut his head off and take it away. uh, because the the fucking data
0: out of it.
2: They want the data out of his head, because they have to cryogenically freeze his head and take it.
1: Yeah, they're going to Walt Disney his ass. But
2: because Newark has the low-tech, you know, off-the-grid gang led by Ice-T, they uh, in a shootout with these assassins, Ice-T helps him and basically frees him and says, you know, like, you don't owe me shit now. Like we're even because you helped me, I helped you, and uh, at the same time, Ralphie, who is uh, the agent for Johnny, is in an extremely well lit club, which makes no sense. That's performing Chinese opera for some reason, the future. and uh, is approached in the future, is approached by Jane, who wants a job basically working for him because she says she's tougher than his bodyguards. But then Ralphie makes her hold out her hand and she starts shaking and it's demonstrated that she has NAS. So she can't actually, she's being you know, killed by this debilitating illness. Um, And there's a guy kind of helping handle her. Not an equal opportunities employer, as it turns out, Ralphie. Try to help get her, you know, back on her feet uh, is her friend Spider, who's played by Henry Rollins, uh, who's wearing birth control glasses from the army. I think like a black turtleneck and like a tan trench coat. The same black turtleneck he
0: owns and like will never be changed out Um, of.
2: So Johnny comes after he gets away from the attempted assassination. He goes to the club and grabs Ralphie and basically tries to make him talk. Um and he winds up getting if I'm correct that he winds up getting beaten up by Ralphie's bodyguards. One was a cis woman, one is a trans woman. Um, they make a trans joke in the director's cut.
0: it's it's relatively harmless. Like it took me a good few seconds to be like, oh, that's is a trans a joke. A dress he, joke. Uh, he, <laughs> no, it's not even that bad. No, she um, he tries to grab Ralphie in the men's room, and she like storms in and beats him up. And then she deadpans, "I haven't been in here for years," and it's like that for 1995 when Ace Ventura was just doing just like grabbing women by the dick yeah. jokes. That's and then not a woman with a perfectly
1: straight cut fringe comes in and goes, "What?"
2: <laughs> 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 so then, with the Jane basically helps him escape the club because uh, the, uh, w- the 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 mean bad assassins uh, was Shinji who works for
1: <laughs> yes because in the future everyone is asian this is yeah. an important thing you need to understand that in the future <laughs> everywhere is asia everyone is asian the japanese are the most futuristic people on earth it's not weird that every like futuristic film from the 90s just assumes the
0: future will be asia yeah, there is nothing racist about this about making like some bad cars with wood grain on them mm. and then deciding that the entire 21st century is going to be like Katana fight. Yeah.
2: Because that makes sense. (laughs) Alice, goddamn it! You absolutely nailed that sort of that. Let's say nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety
0: five period. Basically, before Hollywood, you can buy a fucking camcorder from fucking Tokyo now. This is going to totally overturn the balance of power like, in my world. L-
2: little kids in American private schools were learning Japanese, assuming they would be good corporate citizens for their future overlords. And it was about nineteen ninety five. I'm not kidding. It was about nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety six when when Hollywood and American popular culture kind of finally. Got abreast of the fact that the Japanese economy had imploded due to like the fucking overvaluation of real
0: estate, and so like <laughs> the ghost of Riley comes back to haunt <laughs> us because we ontology. just end up talking about fucking communism anyway. But like, yeah, no, we we were certain that this was like because I remember there was also this like mania for like uh Japanese work practices, like we're gonna make uh, General Motors workers stand in formation and sing corporate yeah. work songs to like get the Right combative yeah. spirit and gun Every, everyone in general motors gets a waifu <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: and then it turns
0: out it was just bullshit the whole time
2: yeah so once again this absolutely is of that era which is an amazing thing and effectively one thing i forgot to mention was takahashi is the head of pharmacom which is the, the owners of the data and shinji is like his agent who's going out doing some killing for him Takahashi has lost his daughter recently. She died of NAS. Uh, he is periodically visited by th- one of the founding members of NA of uh, Pharmacom, who is a, w- a white woman who is now a ghost on his video telephone. Who calls him periodically? Some kind of a
0: ghost. Ghost in the
2: machine. machine? Yeah, I mean, but, but she comes. She shows up and talks to him in an effect that basically looks like it's better suited to like a fucking Berlin video from 1985. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say Bonnie. Yeah, Tyler. Bonnie Tyler too. But I just I just imagine the face uh, singing "Take My Breath Away" or like "No More Words." One of the really bad Berlin songs people don't know about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the the point here is uh, Shinji is basically leading the charge to try to hunt hunt down Johnny. So Jane, the woman that was trying to get a job with with Ralphie. By the way, Ralphie gets cut into multiple pieces by Shinji's fingernail laser thing that he pulls like his laser whip uh, that he can pull yeah. out from his Ghost finger. Ride the laser whip. <laughs> Uh, so basically, he has to get on. He, as he says, he's like, uh, he has to. He has 24 hours before his brain's going to explode because of the oversized amount of data he's taken on. Oh,
1: that's what I remember about yeah. this
2: film. Now, I was because I was Classic like, morbid. I was like half paying attention
1: to it, if I'm honest. But there was when that started <laughs> happening, I was like, oh wait, this film is proto Crank. <laughs> like this is Keanu Reeves <laughs> as Jason Statham in Cyberpunk <laughs> Crank. <Right. laughs>
2: Listen, yeah, his if head I don't, is full of too
1: much hentai. If I don't get the stuff out of my brain in
2: the next 24 hours, my head gonna
1: literally explode
2: if I don't get this Inuyasha Tujinshi to out of my head everything's going <laughs> to fucking end these
1: tentacles are going to that- my entire
0: hippocampus <laughs> You you think you think Milo is exaggerating the accent? No, this is the depths of the Keanu Reeves flat affect years. Yeah, he's like this the whole Keanu time. Keanu Reeves did a
2: pretty good job in Speed. He was, did a really good job in Point Break. My favorite like film as a child, Speed. A re- like, Ro- I thought that was the coolest shit I'd ever Robert seen. Robert Longo is like a, obviously a very inexperienced director, and I get the impression that he just didn't know what to do with Keanu Reeves because he absolutely you just
0: kind of seemed confused. Re- all all the time. Keanu Reeves is a
3: real hit and miss because there are like so in the Matrix, like he acts kind of like, I think his acting is pretty good. In speed, his acting is pretty good. But if you watch like even kind of his more recent films, so I can't remember what that film was, but the whole plot of it is- the lake house. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, the plot of it was, was that like, he was this kind of good doting father who um Ben gets kind of uh house arrested. House- oh, John Wick. No, first, no, no. First <laughs> film, he uh, gets dog. house arrested by these two girls that show up at his door and like have a threesome with him and then like they talk, and you. then they like torture him. Um, and are you sure no, he this is an dream, actual yes. film? I'm gonna find it now. Um, Keanu
1: Reeves playing Jake Flores in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, um, we're, we're
2: allowed to do this. We're
3: allowed to say that, We're friends with you. We like it's, Jake. it's called, He's a cool it's called guy. Knock Knock. And if you if you search Knock Knock huh. Keanu Reeves on YouTube, you will see. that like, this is genuinely like terrible acting in a way that's so terrible, but it's very very funny. And I just, Mm. I don't know. I mean, I just find it very weird, but like when Keanu hits, he hits, but when he misses, he really misses. Um, Oh yeah, this is a big miss. One of the the best pieces of stand-up I've
1: ever seen was I was, there's a guy I know, who's a comedian in Russia who's this like, big burly bearded guy from Ossetia which like in context of like the general like Russian phrenology of things like they regard Ossetians as being like quite scary so he has this like very like mask stage presence and he just did this like mumblecore bit about how he thinks The Lake House is the greatest film ever made <laughs> and he's like you're very worried for Sandra you are very worried for Keanu it's a very gripping film it, it really plays on the emotions you do not know if this love can ever be possible across this distance in time and It's just like he's just doing it completely <laughs> completely dead bad honestly funniest thing i've ever seen
2: I-, I was just thinking about that era in keanu Reeves' films before the matrix but after speed because he was in a walk in the clouds which sucked he was in the devil's advocate eh, which is okay uh, he was in i think he was in the last time i committed suicide which is like an indie film but yeah he this was absolutely not one of his star vehicle films this was a huge piece of shit but however i think a lot of this to do with like No one's telling, like, he just doesn't have very good direction in this film. Why am I
1: doing this film so that people will talk about it on a podcast?
2: 25 years from now. (laughs) I can see the future, (laughs) man. Jane basically takes him, helps him escape from the club because Shinji has killed Ralphie and is trying to kill him with his laser whip. And Johnny says one of the most memorable lines of the film in which he says, I need a computer. I need to get online. (laughs) Uh, He does this. (laughs) He's going to start posting.
0: It seems that in yeah. the future. And the sequence where he gets online, they break into a computer store, and he's like, I'm going to need two Nintendo Power Gloves, a Nintendo Zapper, an <laughs> HTC Vive. Uh- it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Apparently,
2: in the future, whenever you want to go online, you have to build your own computer from a Lovence egg. Yeah, just you'd fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. go off, he's I guess. He's in a big Mario costume. I mean doing and he's he's basically he's basically doing interpretive dance with a VR headset and Had even me the racing just, wheel. And even Jane is just like, What the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm
0: online. If you played the game Heavy Rain, uh, the character in that who uses a VR interface like that, it's very similar, where you're just kind of like making hand movements in space because he's jacked into the fucking cyber web, and that's yeah. how you surf the fucking internet now. I'm replying to Kurt Eichenwald on Twitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so, effectively, he, he they get compromised, but he's able to figure out that there's this... Um, the fax that was sent, literally the fax uh, images were just sent to like a print shop in Newark with a name, Dr. Allcom, And <laughs> they, they don't know what to do with that. And then they wind up getting compromised and having to flee the site. Uh, Jane carries a hand grenade in her purse on her keychain, a pink hand, a purple hand grenade. And she throws the hand grenade and blows up the assassins. And, and Shinji is foiled again. So they then go to Spider, Henry Rollins, who uh, it, basically Jane starts having an attack of nerve attenuation syndrome and uh he, johnny has to basically like carry her um one thing that was hilarious with the continuity of the film is they're literally in an abandoned subway station and then they just show up in the computer lab or the computer store and there's zero explanation how they got like i thought he found a secret computer lab in the subway and then i realized after the fact like <laughs>
0: no they actually apparently have traveled to a whole that's, different spot yeah that, that's that's the whole vibe of this film there's no like connective tissue yeah right uh and so that's why it feels so weird to watch is you'll be watching it and you have the experience of when like i don't know you're you're half asleep and you're like well how did they get what is that still the same guy What? it's it's very
1: jarring like i mean i won't lie like i was on twitter the whole time that i was watching this movie and there were but there are like some parts where i'm like have i just have i really not been paying attention to this film or is this film just confusing and the answer is it's both
2: (laughs) yeah it's basically what happens is like you, you, you have one too many drinks while you're watching the, like, the Irishman thinking that you're really going to get into the spirit of the film and you wake up <laughs> yeah. four hours later and like my neighbor Satoro is playing instead. Just like, I, I, guess this is, <laughs> I guess Martin Scorsese was really on one. What happened to Robert De Niro? <laughs> Robert De Niro's <laughs> Japanese now? Okay, it must be the future. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. unions in America did really take advantage of the cat bus for their own ends. Um, <laughs> so effectively, they then go to J-Bone, who Johnny's already met. Because well, first Spider takes them to the hospital, and he says he can get the implant out of Johnny's brain after he helps Jane come back from her attack of NAS. And they take him; he takes them to what I believe is supposed to be uh, Grand Central Station, and which is like a huge, sort of weird, cobbled together hospital. And Henry Rollins puts on a coat and basically starts treating patients. Yeah, he's, he's he's
1: a doctoral doctor. doctor. Now. You
0: can tell by the coat. Yeah, that's how you become um, a doctor. Al- also I should point out one of the things is that like in like explicitly textually in the film something like a third of the population of earth have this disease. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's just so yeah, to- totally normal. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like the coronavirus. <laughs> there's no
2: daylight in the film. It's always nighttime. Uh, yep, a third yep. of the Earth has, has this, this, or half the planet has this disease. Henry Rollins reveals when trying to start the surgery to remove the implant from Johnny's brain in uh, Union Station, or uh, Grand Central Station, rather, uh, that the reason why NAS exists is because technology causes it, because too, too much yeah, damn because technology. because you're always
0: looking at that damn Don't <laughs> put it down the damn
2: phone, <laughs> scrolling your damn timeline, and now you have a fucking global pandemic. Yeah. The the thing is it's
1: always nighttime because it's the future and they're in America, but it's Japan. And obviously in Japan it's daytime, but they're running on Japanese time, which in America is nighttime. So they've become nocturnal mm. to become more Japanese for business success.
0: Yeah, that's right. Oh, speaking of becoming more Japanese, we forgot a bit, which is every time this guy Shinji, who is trying to chase down um Johnny Mnemonic, gets like fucked up or gets people blown up, whatever, we get a scene Coyote. where where he like goes back to his boss takahashi um and who like scolds him for being a weeb. basically he's like he he get he shows up with some like yakuza guys and the and uh and takahashi kills them with a katana because he didn't let him have goons oh that's in the director's cut that's definitely not in the cut that I saw. Oh shit. There's yeah, no, there's there's at least two or three scenes where like he gets scolded for like a weeb nature, like, oh I got a kanji tattoo boss. Uh, it's like, no, it's misspelled. <laughs> uh, so like it it it's <laughs> genuinely a thing where like this guy Shinji is, is not Japanese, or at least not Japanese uh of, of citizenship. And so like uh, Takahashi's like your Japanese is terrible speak English to me, and it's just humiliating him the whole time. So basically, um, after,
2: uh, a- a- after the second time when they were in the computer shop and Shinji was unable to capture Johnny, Takahashi contacted the street preacher, played by Dolph Lundgren, who yes. is a- an evangelist <laughs> who apparently actually uses his ministry to buy more body implants because he's really, really into being a computer. Is uh, <laughs> getting computer jacked. And so this seven foot Swedish. Looking
0: like Chris Christofferson. Yes, here. exactly.
2: This se- seven foot Swedish guy <laughs> is stomping around looking like a singer songwriter from the early 70s uh, in a robe with uh, a shepherd's crook. Basically, Henry Rollins runs him over during the process of getting to the hospital. <laughs> And they and, in the in the Doom Winnebago yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> in the Winnebago that lets you see the through time. The way that
0: that shot is so anticlimactic. So he steps out of the road and he's like, Whole sinners!" And, just, <laughs> and just, <laughs> he just runs them straight it's over. It's like the scene. It's like the scene
2: in RoboCop where the guy gets mutated by the sludge and then he just comes out and, yes. like, ah, and then explodes into like liquid everywhere. Except Dufflander doesn't explode. He then shows up at Grand Central Station, the hospital and starts crucifying henry rollins by jamming nails into his hands trying to torture him to figure out where johnny is going so as they're fleeing the hospital you hear henry rollins scream the the black flaggest of screams and everyone can hear it and that's how they know that uh, that he's been killed so
0: they then yeah. the and he tells scream. them to go to jones yeah he's like their last hope is a guy named jones so,
2: jones according to ice T, when they finally In get some
0: into parts of the future, it's wheels.
2: <laughs> in the <laughs> god damn it, in... the two genders,
1: <laughs> the valley of the internet. Come and enjoy this cyber rabbit. I am Jones. Please, please join me in this. Would you care for a bit of lamb? In we your... we must deliver this data to Newport. <laughs> A city which already looks like a dystopian wasteland.
0: I'm already. Oh, we gotta, we gotta start the Shadowrun game over again with just this. The, yeah. thing, that, the thing
2: that kills me about it is that Welsh Jones would make more sense than because it's built up. that This guy is gonna be some fucking badass uh, who was in the navy. It was like a cyber warrior who did like cyber hacking for the military uh, during the war. That's not defined the what navy it was doing
1: cyber gay sex.
2: And when they finally get into heaven, the name of the. Uh, the compound run by the low-techs that looks like it's built into the remnants of the George Washington Bridge, Um, it's revealed that Jones is a cybernetic dolphin (laughs) that's kept in a cage. Which leads
0: to the best line, my favorite line in the movie, because Keanu Reeves keeps calling it a fish, right?
4: (laughs) And ice
0: Tea delivers uh, in uh, what I can only describe as a very ice Tea way. The line... Not only is he a mammal, he's also a junkie. <laughs> and shoots up the poor voice
1: full of heroin. <laughs> lots, of, <laughs> lots of parts of Rill are very deprived, including, including <laughs> the marine life. I got hooked on heroin when I was just
0: a young lad. <laughs> the- Genuinely a shot Of him reaching into this porpoise Tank with an injector Gun full of heroin To dose up this fucking Of porpoise. course it's
1: the black guy injecting People with heroin <laughs> classic
4: <laughs> Very lazy
2: stereotyping In this film making no effort <laughs> One thing that we did forget to mention is that Before they get led into the compound The doom Winnebago gets blown up by As a defensive mechanism by the heaven guards <laughs> by,
0: by the comic, the comic relief, relief yeah.
2: Dumbass guards drop a uh, a bomb made out of a fucking Volkswagen Beetle on the Doom Winnebago and exploded. Yeah, classic. No one no and one just, expects the Volkswagen Beetle bomb. And Keanu Reeves, at the height of his acting in this film, which is not good, basically goes on a rant about how he's sick of this shit and that he wants to check, he wants his shirts laundered the way they do at the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo, that he wants oh, a room yeah. service. He wants steak. He wants a $10,000 hooker. The line, I want room service, is where he like
0: melts down completely. Uh. He's like, I want rum service. And it's like the only emotion you get out of them the whole movie. I want to
1: fuck a
0: heroin adult
1: porpoise. (laughs) 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 I
0: want to climb
1: in a sensory deprivation tank and have my dick sucked by some kind (laughs) of marine mammal.
0: Yeah, people, people don't
3: know that this is actually a prequel to Point Bro. I was, I want to shove my balls into the blowhole of a killer whale. I, w- I was, I was very convinced when he went on that rant that he was like, because he puts his hand like down his trousers, right? And I'm like, is he gonna like, is he gonna like whip yeah. it, like take his dick out? And he's just like, he straightens his shirt and is like, I would really like my shirt to be laundered or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, basically, I was. He's just a fancy lad. He likes nice room service if
2: If the world hadn't been destroyed by n a s and the corporations, he would just travel for airline miles constantly. That's who mm. he is
3: I think a lot of this is I think a lot of it is just very funny that he appears to be unhinged but not to like so unhinged that he would like ruin his decorum mm. yeah, mm. yeah, you'd think he
0: would get his dick out at that point, yeah, but he doesn't so anyway uh.
2: Shinji and Takahashi and the preacher all show up at heaven. The preacher literally just says, Jesus time when he shows up. They get in. It's a denouement, baby. They, they, they show up. Mm. They are variously killed off. Uh, it's revealed. The big thing that we have forgotten to mention so far is that Henry Rollins tells Johnny that what he's carrying in his brain is the cure to NAS, both the cause and the cure, like the explanation for the diagnosis and the cure. And the reason why Pharmacom... Yeah, he, wants-
0: he, is, he is carrying 320 gigabytes of a text file that simply says 5G Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just imagining the rapper Nas oh watching God! this film and being constantly confused.
2: I, I was confused too, because I, like I said, I remember watching this as a kid and be like, Stop Nas now, but I mean, Hate Me Now is a really bad song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, right? Like... We forg- that that is I didn't connect the dots, Alice, but you're right. Basically NAS is five G Corona. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> fucking, being, being around the five G it fucks you up. That's that's genuinely I I think they're in the um I don't think they ever explained in the William Gibson story this is based off of but yeah, in, in the movie at least, it's like electromagnetic radiation from having too much fucking technology. Yeah. Makes you what sick. What if
1: coronavirus actually is caused by 5G? I mean, I know it's not likely, but like, wouldn't that just be the funniest possible <laughs> someone outcome? checked into this, like- <laughs> just to rule it out. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so effectively, Pharmacom doesn't want to lose the profits it would gain by controlling the cure to uh, 5G corona, NAS. Now, this actually seems plausible. Um, So Mm. the the low techs want to beam out the cure around the world, basically, and put the information out there. Uh, not really how medical shit works, but regardless, nothing works the way it should in this Make film. Make your own cure, man. There, there's a part of me that's you just like, you gotta hey, mix
1: this. the herbs, man.
2: There's a like part of me that's like, this is inaccurate. There's another part of me that's like, you just watched a movie where, uh, a guy basically jacks into the mainframe by doing s- cyber VR dance and calls people on a video phone where you have to bring your own weird handset and connect to like an ATM with a CRT that does video connections. So, wh- yeah, it's a laser yeah, whip movie. Exactly. And so, uh, Takahashi has a change of heart and tries to help them, but then is killed uh, by, I believe, Shinji. I can't remember. He is
0: shot a bunch. Um, yeah, Shinji shoots him a bunch in the back for like. Uh, even though he wasn't gonna like betray uh, Pharmacom at that point, he still mm. gets got because like I guess Shinji wants his you've job. You criticised my tattoos for the last time, old yeah, man. Yeah, you've called me a weeb for too long. Mm. Um, but by correcting me when I said My Hero Academia was <laughs> Boku no Hero Academia, for this you will die. Criticise
1: <laughs> my waifu,
2: I'll take your life. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the preacher then also also gets killed by getting burned to death by I can't remember if it was Jones electrocuted, electrocuted by cables by cables yeah at one point the, Jones basically fires some dolphin electromagnetic shit at him <laughs> with a, <laughs> yeah, a satellite yeah. dish to fry his inner components uh Shinji gets killed in a fight with Johnny where they're both hanging from netting off of an open car- shipping container like f- to fall into like the, you know the Hudson River but uh, he's able to pull the laser whip and cut Shinji's head
0: off, and then he falls. Yeah, you you see what I mean about this being a fifth grade movie. Yes, he grabbed Shinji's service weapon.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, that- well, I mean, it's 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 Chekhov's laser whip. If a man has a laser whip on his finger, then yeah. by the th- in the first act and in the third act, while suspended from a cargo net from a shipping container in the cyberpunk future, someone is going to have to pull that whip out and cut his That's-
0: head off. Actually, verbatim what Chekhov wrote. Actually,
1: I've just realised that Keanu Reeves' action films often end with him removing the main villain's head because that happens in Speed as well. When they're on top, of, they're on top of the subway Does train. It? Yeah, and he holds, and Dennis Hopper is going, "I'm smarter than you. I'm smarter." And then, and then Keanu Reeves goes, "Yeah, well, I'm taller," and holds him up, and then like a fucking uh, a stoplight just smacks his head off.
2: There it is. Yeah. Huh. There you go. <laughs> Shit.
3: More discrimination against short King. Well exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah
2: i mean so anyway at we'll the say, end-
1: yeah well i'm taller is just like a hell of an end for a film. <laughs> I,
2: imagine those being the last words you ever hear you just feel like what i mean it, <laughs> look it could it, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen the original point break but if you talk about ridiculous endings yes. at the end of point break another key not keanu reeves movie um no joke. Patrick Swayze is about to be caught after an international manhunt by the Australian police, and Keanu Reeves' has run has chased him down over multiple years to find him. Oh, but good, then, good morning, Keanu. But then, lets him go. <laughs> let him go to to to, to, to serve Andrew, the Lord Lord, of the Australian international police. To, the Australians are dismayed and furious at him, but he lets him go so he could go surf the most dangerous wave in human history and get killed by it. Um, this is also a film in which Keanu Reeves jumps out of a plane with no parachute after a falling parachute catches a falling parachute in midair and then puts it on. Um, so that's right. Yeah. It's
0: regular parachute. A normal shit, yeah. normal
2: ass movie. But but back mm. to Johnny Mnemonic, basically we've we've now reached the the the, the denouement. Uh, they put out all the information about about NAS cybernetically. It goes out around the world. Um and it's just like a slideshow. It's like a video of a
0: slideshow
2: yeah. with some science in it. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the, I I should also say there's a sick bit during the like dolphin Element of the film where he like like Reeves has to quote unquote hack his own brain and he's yes
0: in... with the golden eye sixty four yeah yes. yes.
1: oh and he God. looks like a bionicle <laughs> in this
2: virtual realm <laughs> yeah, I mean I thought that I thought the CG from Jumanji had aged bad but this is the worst shit I've ever seen this makes this makes mm. the CG in the lawnmower man look like. Like, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Keanu
1: Reeves looks like, in the animation, like if you'd put him in the adult version of one of those perspex cylinders they put babies it in. It literally X-ray looks them. like okay.
2: Fetish <laughs> Pro. It looks like Fetish Pro. It looks like the video about <laughs>
1: Let the Machine the Live Sh- Your Fantasy just-
0: and the fucking the Shame Cube. Allow, allow me to read a paragraph of the LA Times article from 1995 before this movie came out about this that I found. <laughs> this is, this is Longo talking we built the technology into this film in a very casual way and mm. there's no wowie zowie stuff there are tricks and special effects but they're very offhand and precise
1: offhand and, and precise
0: the offhand and precise technology that we're talking about here manifests as a pink fractal Echo the Dolphin yes. flying around the cover of a oh, geometry, oh, yeah, flying around your
2: geometry textbook uh, with like 3D laser yeah. lines. Everyone looks like characters from the PlayStation
1: 1 Harry Potter game.
2: I know I've been yelling this and maybe there was overtalk, but I really like, is everyone in this chat familiar with Let the Machine Live Your Fantasy, uh, the video with the, the terrible CG rend- 3D rendered? Characters of like Homer Simpson with a boner, or like Shame Cube. No, mm-hmm. Alice yes. is I mean, okay, yes, I'll of I mean, that it, is it, assumed. It, it. <laughs> Alice's location: Internet. <laughs> yes to me that's the first thing that came to mind when i was like oh my god it's it's, it's fucking destroy <laughs> it literally <laughs> is <laughs>
0: yes. yeah no uh, i am trying to find a frame of reference to explain it that doesn't require recourse to fetish pro and i'm just like i'm kind of coming up blank yeah uh, other than like 90s like do you remember those the, the software that you get on cd-rom that was like make your own video games it's like Ooh. those yeah kind of i mean it, it, it genuinely it, it's atrocious oh fuck you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like the promo adverts that they used to shoot for Dorling kindersley encyclopedias on cd-rom oh, where you open up the like yeah. cd-rom case and like a bunch of like lions and the coliseum and shit fly out i would of it. say
2: it's it, to me it reminds me of like the shitty intros they would do is like the ad for the movie theater when you're in the movie theater like now the main mm. feature is playing and it's like mm. you know you're on the, the the popcorn roller coaster or whatever the fuck um very badly mid-90s stuff. But at the end of the film, effectively, standing from the remnants of the George Washington Bridge, they're watching uh, Pharmacom headquarters in Newark being burned somehow from the top down. I don't know how that happens.
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> Hey, got nine eleven. Uh, Antifa, exactly. Yeah, Antifa ma- making their way in by parachute to burn yeah, the building from the basically, top Basically,
2: they released the cure to NAS, and so people decided to nine eleven the towers. Uh, mm.
0: Yeah, he gets his memory back because we find out that the the ghost in the shell was his mom all along. Exactly. Whoa, I love
1: the idea of this film was specifically made and produced to just piss off New Yorkers by just like in this version of the future, like the slight changes that nine eleven happened. In New Jersey, <laughs> like, just to really <laughs> fuck with them. No, that's our fucking thing.
2: <laughs> well, this film was made before 9-11 so they would have had to be really on some deep web shit yeah. if they had figured that out. Uh, but anyway, at the end, th- that's the end of the film. We've now discussed the plot. That was our roundabout way of getting there. But I appreciate all of your contributions. So mm. I'm going to start. Uh, I want to start with Hussein because you, you you haven't had a chance to speak as much. What did you like and what did you dislike?
3: Okay, so I was trying to say this until my you, you my co-hosts, were, like, um, cancelling me by not letting me say this, right? But I think the CG on this movie is actually fucking great. It's really, like, I am very happy with it. There is a scene at the beginning where, like, Keanu Reeves, like, puts in a mouth guard to, like, go on the internet, which I can relate Gotta to. Gotta protect your teeth <laughs> um, on the internet. Put, put put Puts in his, like, little mouth guard it's an to Invisalign. go online. Right, yeah, it's like, it is an line, but it's also just, like, I feel like, it's one of those, it's like a poster's mouth guard. It's like when you get really <laughs> angry, but you, but you want to like yeah, keep your This, this is deep, you also when, when
0: he says, he, this is when he's jacking in and we get like a little <laughs> smirk and then he's like, hit me. Yeah, And they log him on and it fucking destroys I, his I saw on
3: <laughs> Jermaine Defoe's and, Instagram stories that this is how he whitens his teeth. Right. And the reason why this is my favorite scene is because if you pay attention to the background while like beyond the 3G stuff, there is like all this like random anime that's like playing in the background. And i have no idea where the anime is from but it's i don't know whether it's supposed to simulate him and his face but like keanu reeves is like physically in pain as he's trying to log on which also same um and there's this as like a guy j- eating noodles and there's this and there's this like jacked blue man just like flexing his muscles and grinding his teeth with all this like thunder and lightning and it's kind of like and that's exactly how i feel when i log on right mm. i feel like like a fucking chad um, and I love the kind of like Oculus lenses that he wears whenever he goes online to like do posts or like exchange posts or whatever.
4: <laughs> I thought, so I thought that was
3: great. I feel like the juxtaposing with like this very advanced, like online system, but they're all also using landlines. And there's this, there's this one scene, like I think three quarters of the way in where he's talking to someone. I'm not sure who it is. Again, like I found it very difficult to track characters in this movie. So he's like talking to someone and he's got this like comically large red phone. Yeah, 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 he yeah. It's
2: AT
0: and T product placement. <laughs> he manages right, to like call the,
2: the te- like the head of security at Pharmacom, but in order to use a who is yeah.
0: Takahashi wearing white? Yeah, face, exactly. By P- the puppet, way, as a puppet. puppet
2: mastering a white guy. But when mm. you call someone on a payphone in the future, you have to bring your own phone and you have to hook it up with something that looks like a 1990s video card jammed
0: into a slot. Basically, Again,
1: they already <laughs> had cell phones
0: when this movie was made. <laughs> This is, this is the most 90s graphic card aesthetic, both in terms of the technology and, like, if you imagine the boxes that graphics cards used to come yeah. in, that's kind fin- of the way this is shot.
3: The final thing that I like is that throughout the movie, Keanu Reeves's suit kind of gets gradually more and more dirty, but the, his collar gets dirty, but the actual, like, the, the rest of his shirt stays quite clean and white. Um, mm. And then you know. he bitches about it anyway. Yeah, he's like his
2: future, Wait, he's future so- Riley. He wants nice things. in
3: this guy. establishment
2: is subpar.
3: I want a bottle of wine from the Douro region! <laughs> <laughs> I want some oysters that have size of my fucking head.
1: People keep saying things are hauntology and they're not! <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, like, so, for, so, so throughout the whole movie, like, Keanu Reeves is in pain when he posts, which is very relatable. He carries around a giant phone, um, Mm -hmm. what he doesn't need to, and he gets gradually more and more disheveled, except for the whiteness of his shirt, which somehow stays pristine throughout the entire thing. That's right. Um, And those are my favorite things about this very normal movie that I didn't struggle to kind of keep track with. (laughs) What did you dislike? Um... I feel like there should have been more like 3D scenes, especially the ones where he was doing funky things with his hands. Um, more internet. Yeah, I feel like there should be more internet stuff. I feel like I, what I was expecting was very much like the Johnny Quest or Reboot types of stuff. I don't know if you've ever watched Johnny Quest or Reboot. But Johnny Quest like eventually had a decent balance between like the 2D cartoon animation and like the weird 3D stuff, which was just very trippy at like the time when it was out, which I guess is like the kind of like early 90s um and then with reboot it was the same type of weird sort of 3d modeling aesthetic which felt very futuristic at the time but is very aged very badly now where like everyone somehow accidentally has like giant dicks <laughs> um and they're all like really like disproportioned they have like very long bodies and short legs and i was very disappointed that like there were only a couple of scenes in which that type of stuff was very was like prevalent um, I too wish so there yeah, was more
2: part of this film devoted to
3: huge hog Eon Flux. <laughs> so I feel, like it, I feel like it deserved more types of 3D scenes. Um, I'm not even going to comment on the story. Like, I feel like the story is so confusing that I don't even have anything like worth saying about it. Um, Getting sucked I mean, off by a twink. I also think that Ice T's character deserved a lot more screen time. J-Bone. Um, yeah, yeah, he
2: was good. He was just having a good time, man. I mean... Yeah. he was the
0: guy with the crossbow a couple of times. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of crossbow um,
2: fighting, a lot of sword fighting, a
0: lot of a lot of cool shit that seems... Has this mountain of polyester braids just on top of his head. Um, it's cool. It, actually, I think it's like a re... This wig would later be reused by John Travolta in Battlefield <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright, so, uh, Milo, what did yeah. you like and dislike? Uh, okay, I'll start with I'll start with what I disliked about the film. It's it's really hard
1: to pick out something that I specifically dislike about the film because the whole film was just such a complete mess that was like impossible to follow. But like, I think probably the slightly confusing way that just like everything is kind of Japanese, but simultaneously not for no reason, which is never really accounted for. But it's just like it's 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 the future, so everyone's Japanese, but also lots of people aren't. Um, and the kind of just like the endless hordes of assassins who it's not really explained where they're coming from or who they are, but they're just they just do it Japanesely. Like that that I found a bit <laughs> weird. Um my favourite thing about the film, I think, was just how Unapologetically mad and chaotic, it was like the scene that really springs to mind is the bit where he's having the data uploaded into his head, and for some reason, they decide for reasons that they don't explain that it's like horrifically painful. And so, Keanu Reeves's acting in this scene is basically the Soviet woman at the end of um fucking Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like, <laughs> there's too much noise yeah, when the aliens yeah. tell her everything, he's just going, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> (laughs) why is there so much cartoon porn and then he just has to like go in the toilet and slap himself like he's slightly too drunk at a house party and then he's like fine but they're just like he does some tai chi Exactly, yeah. And like the whole film is kind of like embodied in this way. Like, basically, what this film is is like whoever the Riley of this film was supposed to be went on holiday to go and drink Portuguese wine or whatever. And they left the chaos configuration in charge of directing the film. And they just didn't bother to direct it. Just like every suggestion was just allowed. Like, oh, what if we have a heroin addicted dolphin from Wales? And they were like, sure. Why the fuck not? It's, it's,
0: it's a fun dolphin lesson, baby. From Wales. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> so I, I, I fucking love a bit of smack. I do. I love it almost as much as I love the
0: internet. It's the only dolphin in goldy looking chain swimming through a
1: fibre optic cable to get back
0: to Swansea, <laughs> travelling at the speed think, of light. I think we are all helpless before the onslaught of Welsh cyberpunk. <laughs> I'm an I'm an internet
1: dolphin. What do you know about dolphins? They're really horny. They left us the Silicon Valley <laughs> I, I Alice, could you give me your liking. Swimming to, dyslex- to Brazzas.com right now. I I I just <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
3: fucking hell. Going on the ebones uh, okay. world in the porn section
0: so this, the shit I like aside from obviously the Welsh dolphin, um, I, I, lo- I love internet um, I, I'm with the saying I wanted more scenes in internet
3: can I just say something quickly before you continue which is I just I just remember this fucking great scene where Keanu Reeves becomes a tube like towards the end he just like becomes a tube of like yeah physical like his virtual avi like falls down this thing and he becomes like slender man and then just becomes this tube that like i guess kind of becomes part of like the internet matrix or whatever
1: tubular man Mm.
3: (laughs) yeah to me i would say hussein a thing that
2: i just i I appreciated how unapologetically shit the cgi scenes were like They just, were garbage and there was no attempt to make them anything but garbage. Um, but I definitely think they were sort of part of like what was considered a cool aesthetic at the time.
1: Uh, we don't have the kind of budget of those corporate shills over at
0: the magic school bus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually kind of like the fact that everything's a CRT monitor, and everything has cables, and you have to bring your own chunky Bakelite handset to the phone booth. I kind of like that, it it, it makes everything feel a bit more like, shop-worn, I guess? It's the same kind of thing you like, like I like in original Star Wars props, right? Where it's clearly just some plastic that's been hammered together, but like it it, it conveys a kind of physicality that isn't there with a lot of like, oh, it's just flat screens, you know? I
2: mean, the first time I visited New York was two thousand nine, so it was well into like the fucking nice phones era. But my brother went there on a school trip in 1999 and then he moved in. He lived with me for a while when, in 2016. And he was just like, this city is so different. He's like, the last time I was here, everything was way more of a piece of shit. And like, especially the subways, yeah. everything was falling apart. In, in a way, there's a kind of, there's like a maybe a little bit of spillover of that ambiance. In the same way, there's kind of that in Independence Day, which is a better film, yeah. but also a way more
0: high Absolutely. budget film. And, and like uh, tying into that, I, I think it does actually do by accident quite a good job at predicting like... I don't know, fa- like, okay, fine, it's a bit escape from New York, and it's like, failed inner cities thing, but in like, the kind of griminess, and like, um, abstraction between like, oh, you have this nice hotel that's incredibly tasteless, and then you have people getting beaten by the cops outside, you know, that that wasn't a difficult prediction to make, but I think it does handle it quite ably for a bad movie Imagine
1: escaping from New York and ending up in New Jersey upsetting
2: <laughs> yeah. well, in, in a way too I think so I read an article about this that, uh, that um, Robert Longo and William Gibson you know worked on it together because William Gibson wrote the screenplay for this but that they were just besieged by studio shit that like it was like now Dolph Lundgren's going to be in it Make him a character Because he can't act <laughs> yeah. um, You know And here's this And here's that And here's this And like he just He basically had like A nervous breakdown Because he's just like I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do Like I'm basically People saw a 30 million dollar budget And a guy who has no idea What he's doing And they just all came in With great ideas And that's what we got We got the Homer Of a fucking sci-fi movie Yeah we I kind of agree trying to find a role For Dolph Lundgren Almost turned into A <laughs> Swedish dolphin
1: I really ripped been quite sexual In my view <laughs>
0: No way, like, this also sounds just... like
1: Who Edwards. Hello, <laughs> there's
0: only one Welsh accent. You're watching and it's Hugh Edwards. You're yeah. watching
1: the BBC Heroin News. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alice, what, what did you
0: dislike? Well, I mean, th- there's also. Um... I have now lost my train of thought, thanks to heroine Hugh Edwards. <laughs> yeah, this was this was like an early William Gibson story. Um, the, the the story also the role of Jane is originally a, a much more interesting character, Molly Millions, who is recurring, right, in other William Gibson books. Um, and, like, she's the protagonist, and Johnny Mnemonic is just kind of this, like, you know, secondary character. And it, it, it's clearly it's something that's been adapted very poorly. Yeah. And so, th- th- that's the thing that I dislike. The thing that I dislike is the the way in which it has so clearly been interfered with to make something that could have been, perhaps, not great, probably didn't need a 30 million dollar budget, but would have been, you know, Uh, we we would have looked back on it as like a kind of a cult classic uh, to something where you just have Keanu Reeves screaming, I need a computer! (laughs) I need Um, to get
4: online! (laughs) I
0: need to log on! Um, Yeah, and and the the other thing I dislike is the, like... uh, inevitable 90s sort of racialized anxieties of like the goddamn japanese are producing station wagons better than us this means Mm. that my boss will carry a katana (laughs) 10 years from now (laughs) i mean like in
1: many ways this just made me think about how fundamentally in every film keanu reeves plays john wick and also, that yep. in every like, John Wick would have been a better film if instead of a instead of a dog, it had been a dolphin. Like he's going, "Has anyone seen my heroin addicted porpoise?"
4: I, I have a very special
1: connection with the porpoise.
2: He's from the valleys of Wales. You wouldn't understand. I need him back alive. I mean, in a way, Johnny Mnemonic, the portrayal of that character is not that different from Neo in the Matrix. It's just. Yeah. Like an early version, like it feels like you're reading like a draft in some way. Like they've got some concept and they're going to abandon a lot of the other shit. Yeah, well,
0: the the Wachowski sisters are more talented screenwriters than who, whichever corporate drone adapted the Gibson William Gibson, from Gibson this. adapted
2: it himself. Really, yeah. Jesus! But I think wow. I think the thing about okay. it is
0: my best guess is
2: that like. It just got studio fucked to death, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no
0: kidding. This is, this is, I guess, a lesson here about non-transferability of talents that Robert Longo, who's this, like, quite accomplished visual artist, shit director, uh, William Gibson, very accomplished novelist, shit screenwriter, apparently.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things that I found interesting about reading up on this was that Robert Longo said they wanted to make this for a budget of about a million dollars and have it be, like, a relatively almost like an art film but certainly like a low budget film and they couldn't mm. get funding for that but they could get funding to do it for 30 million like a big studio release
0: <laughs> the most <laughs> efficient distribution of
1: resources they told me we were going to get fucked to death by the studio i said sign me up
2: it didn't it didn't uh earn back its budget in america but overall internationally it got like 60 million but uh i talked to, to cynthia about it and she's like don't assume that was all profit because they probably went to the nines marketing this movie which is hilarious when you think about mm. how bad it is but they did yeah, I saw
0: the I saw the poster, which is a shot of Keanu from like uh, looking up at him. So he just looks incredibly wide. He looks like triangular, and the tagline is "Meet the ultimate hard drive." Yeah,
1: exactly. That's right. <laughs> and they, they really marketed it heavily in Wales. So in... Uh, in Johnny <laughs> Milidlu. And then there's just like fucking a fucking huge dolphin under his arm. I'm pretty sure that... Because <laughs> <on the laughs> <other, laughs>
2: I saw it in the rental store. That's how I found out about it. And I rented it when I was 11. It had a... It, like, the cover was like a profile shot of Keanu Reeves, but it was printed on plastic. So, like, it was translucent around his head and, like, the the... What's it called? The VHS cassette was like bright orange or something like that. Like, they really went and made this into like this weird, sexy package for a bit of a bizarre movie. And in a way, it winds up reflecting an aesthetic. And that to me is the stuff that I like is that when you think about this, you think about hackers, you think about other movies from that era that are trying to go for that more like, cool guy who rollerblades with computers kind of vibe. Mm. This is 100% in that wheelhouse. What I'd say, yes. I, what I don't like about it is just. It's just a very clunkily told story. Like those huge gaps that make no sense. Uh I don't necessarily think that it's it's predictable in the sense that like I don't think no, you know but what's it's, happening. It's
0: not enjoyable to watch. Yeah, exactly.
2: And also like I just think there's a lot of things that are really weird. Like I couldn't help noticing stuff that I'm like, this just looks weird and bad. Keanu is acting, weird and bad. The the club scene with Ralphie, like it's so bizarrely brightly lit. It just looks like a shitty imitation of Blade Runner. Like the Pharmacom building burning and it looks like someone animated each frame in Photoshop with fucking whatever like the 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 twenty dollar plug-in you could buy to do fire effect was. Like, it's just there's parts of it that you just for me, when you think about what a budget of that was, what that meant in, you know, translated into modern, you know, adjusted for inflation. Like, the level of shitness of some of the prop design, of the lighting, of various parts of this film, it just seems I don't know. It seems like a much older film than it is,
1: mm, and maybe that's yeah. just me
2: blanching at the passage of time because it literally a great was- deal of the budget went on
0: heroin and epidemic needles. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does. It does seem like it's from the eighties, which yeah. like, I guess again makes sense given that the director was at that time just kind of this viewed as this eighties relic, you know. Um, I, I feel like it's best—it's best appreciated as this cultural artifact now, rather than as a film in itself, because yeah. it's just not very good.
2: It's really not. But I mean, I—I I wanted to say that I had always hoped to. When I was in fifth grade, I was like, you know, if I got really good grades, my parents would let me have like a cool party sleepover with my friends and we would watch this movie, but my grades were bad, so I couldn't actually have a cool party. (laughs) So instead, 25 years later, I made you all watch it. And as a result, (laughs) the dream has been realized. Um, So before No, Nathan, you can't take heroin with your friends.
1: You've not done well (laughs) enough in your Welsh language exams. (laughs) (laughs) You leave this leak and go to bed early. (laughs)
0: well thank you for inviting us to your sleeper yes finally so so
2: i gotta ask really quickly if anyone around around the horn i'll start with hussein is there a particular scene in this film that you were just like what the fuck is going on like that's what i want the most if you had to pick one thing where you were completely like what the fuck is happening what scene was that for you
3: i feel like it was the tube scene but i feel like a lot of it was because like i only watched this today and i feel like just like milo i was sort of like half paying attention to it um so all the kind of, like, the, the tube one was, like, the real kind of, oh, what the fuck is actually going on on, like, my second screen? Um, and I feel like because it was the most complex 3D, 3D scene and because it was, like, there was this juxtaposition between that and, like, Keanu Reeves looking in the big kind of, the big Oculus container that made him, like, sort of look like the, the uh, like, alien from the movie Alien. Um Yeah, so I feel like that was the one that was just like, oh, what the fuck is actually happening here? Why are there so many, like, big TVs flashing? Um, Suddenly, like, a big brain, like, just sort of visualizes out of nowhere. Yeah, so, like, I was sort of confused by that, which makes me kind of, like, I, I feel kind of sort of grateful that, like, at least the thing that I was kind of most confused by was the ending rather than, like, somewhere in the middle, which would completely make me lose track of everything.
1: Yeah. I mean absolutely the scene with the fucking dolphin. The dolphin just yeah. sent me. Like I'd been like fading in and out of the film up until that point and then I just like just like just putting my phone down for a second and being like is that a fucking dolphin in a tank that's like controlling the internet with its mind? Like is that is that where we're at now? Okay.
0: Alice, what about you? Yeah. Uh I don't I don't have a particular scene but I have two shots. That I, I I want to like pick out one is this kind of like Zemeckis ish touch um, where that where he's uploaded the data he's like got his Invisalign on he's jacked in he's got all the hentai in his brain and the yakuza come in to shoot up the place and there's kind of a comic shot of like a guy who's just eating a bowl of noodles minding his own business in the hotel room that like is meant to be a kind of comic shot. And just passes completely without comment. Otherwise, it just falls
1: disturbing my noodles again.
0: (laughs) Falls dead on its ass, and it just it it speaks to how fucking tonally deaf this movie is. Uh, So I really like that. And the other thing I really like is that they they do a little fake out at the end um, where. Right at the very end as they're watching the building burn, uh, the body of Chris Christopherson, and Dolph Lundgren starts moving again. And like you see the hand drag across the floor, and then you get three distinct shots of Keanu Reeves, uh the the woman whose name I don't remember, and Ice T turning around in sequence, and then oh, it's just they were just moving the body and they throw it out of the thing. Oh yeah, it they're rules. like take him out of here. It's just some fucking garbage. Yeah, yeah. exactly this movie this movie is it's it, it's not good there's a lot of interestingly poor decisions in it i don't recommend watching it uh unless it's as part of a like elaborate sleepover plan with your friends mm, that's right
2: <laughs> well all i can say for my the thing for me was obviously the first of the, the two sequences at the end with the cg bullshit the first time you see the 3d rendered dolphins swimming through the digital ocean of the internet i'm like you yeah. must be fucking joking that, to me, I was just mm-hmm. like, you really, like, you really must be fucking... Like, Did you want so bad to have a Lisa Frank cover fucking CG-rendered dolphin that you wrote the whole <laughs> plot of the dolphin in real life? Uh, and then the other one was just in terms of this seeming like a much older movie, him dressing up like the Florentine sodomite prison (laughs) escaping the hospital the the hotel that to me I was like what the fuck is going
0: on (laughs) and you just had that ready to go like in a in a pouch or something He like unfolds it yeah Yeah, exactly Ozzy Osbourne da
2: Vinci whenever I need to get out of a fucking jam involving international assassins following me through the heart of Asia I dress up like a fucking minor renaissance (laughs) painter I just carry this kit with me for some reason (laughs) Mm. I got like a palette and everything just like Uh, Oh my God, it was incredible.
1: Well, all I can say that I take away from this film is as a, as a dolphin <laughs> growing up in Bangor in the mid 90s who was addicted to heroin, it really made me believe that I too could be in a film one day. <laughs> Representation matters.
2: <laughs> All right, thank you so much for indulging me by watching this fucking stupid movie. I really appreciate all your comments. Thank you so much to all the patrons for subscribing because this is our bonus episode
0: this week. Sorry, we didn't do the voice. The bonus episode. The bonus. The
2: bonus episode. (laughs) I'm just imagining the dolphin in the scene in Train Spotting where the girl gets takes heroin for the first time, but it's the dolphin being like, "That beats any meat injection. That beats any fucking clock in the world." Swimming over to the trash future Patreon to
1: get me fix. (laughs) All right.
2: Thank you so much for subscribing. We appreciate you all, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.